Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What is up everyone? Welcome back to another video. Today we are having a look at my top five tips for FPL and picking your game week one team. FPL has been out for a couple of days. We're all enjoying tinkering and drafting away with our new FPL team. So today it's my top five tips. Welcome back everyone, FPL Harry here and today as I said it is top 5 tips for FPL picking your game week 1 teams in particular but also just a few things I really think you should note. Hopefully my starts and my ranks over the past few seasons means I've got a little bit of money in the bank in talking about a few of these things. So we're going to dive straight in. If you haven't already, try and smash that like button. Let's try and hit 1000 likes as always on the video and subscribe if you are new around here as well. Number 1 is building a balanced squad. It sounds so obvious but having 11 players in your starting 11 that can all get you points is much better than having maybe nine or ten and then a couple of players who you don't really want to be starting every week so building a squad that can score from every single player on the pitch will outperform those over the long term compared to those that maybe go heavy in on the premiums a lot of people at the start of the season will pick a team where they'll put Salah in they'll put Haaland in they'll put Harry Kane in and they'll put Trent in and they'll be stuck picking the rest of their teams, picking defensive midfielders, picking 4.5 million defenders all over their defenders. And then they'll be surprised when they don't perform well at the start of the season because they think they've got Trent, they've got Salah, they've got Haaland, they've got Kane. But realistically, you need to be building a better squad. I'd say a maximum of two premium attackers. So either Haaland, Kane, Salah, pick a maximum of two of those. Maybe if you can fit Trent in, then go for it. But it does look like this season that maybe having two out of those four once you add Trent in is probably the way to go. So not over-investing in premiums is a big one. Do think about how, who you're going to have on your bench as well. Having a good first sub, maybe two 4.5 rotating defenders on your bench is a good way to go. It helps in case there's an injury, in case someone gets suspended, in case someone drops out of form. You have someone to cover on your bench. So the likes of Botman, the likes of Rico Henry, some of the other Wolves defenders in there as well. There's lots of good 4.5 defenders this season. So definitely don't play a five at the back this year because there's a lot of good squad depth that you can be had when you play a three or four at the back. Building a balanced squad is also key because game week one is the hardest week of the season. Picking a good team for game week one is the hardest week you will have to do it. We have the least amount of information. You have the least amount of budget that you will ever have throughout the season because the price rises on a lot of the players that you will then own throughout the season. So bearing that in mind, you need to be putting your money in the right place and not going overboard and throwing money and wasting money on, on as I said, like going in and lots of the premium. So really focus on a, on a balanced squad, having two premiums maximum in your team. But actually, if you watch my draft video from earlier in the week, I only have one premium attacker and that is Haaland. I do have Trent, but there's no Salah and no Harry Kane because I think it builds me the best squad to start the season strongly. Sort of following on from that is tip number two is look six fixtures ahead. Game week one, as I said, is the hardest week to predict. Don't just pick a team that you think is going to score well in game weeks one and maybe game week two or even game week three as well. Once you start to look six game weeks ahead, you start to have 
time that we might be wildcarding in. So you don't need to look longer than six weeks ahead because if you start planning eight, 10 weeks ahead and then you're actually only wildcard after six weeks, then it's not really worthwhile planning that far ahead. So six weeks does feel like a little bit of a sweet spot. But also after six weeks, you have six free transfers and it feels like that's a bit of a sweet spot that you can change more than 50% of your starting 11 if that if they're not performing well whereas if you only plan two or three weeks ahead and suddenly five players are not performing well in your starting 11 because you've only planned for a couple of weeks and they all have horrible fixtures coming up well you've only got two or three fit transfers to actually go and make some changes and if you only have that you're going to be starting to take some hits in there and that is definitely not what you want to do at the start of the season taking minus fours minus eights early on in the season is something you really need to be trying to avoid so plan maybe six or so weeks ahead that's what i try to do look at the fixture ticker do not book in transfers something i'll talk about throughout pre-season is people say oh i'll own this person for game week one and then in game week two i'll sell them straight away trust me it never works it is one of the worst ideas that you can possibly do do not book in transfers do a little bit of planning. Now is the most time we have to plan with our teams. We've got a whole month to look ahead in FPL. Take this time to do a little bit of planning. Don't just draft. Look at who you might want to buy or sell in four or five weeks time. Have that in your mind when you're building your drafts. Number three is look for rotating options. And this is really key. And I mention it when you're looking at some of those defender options in particular, when you're looking in midfield and looking attack, look at when maybe some of your less premium options, maybe your 6 million or under midfielders or attackers and your 5 million or under defenders, look at their fixtures for the next six or so game weeks, maybe slightly longer if you are planning on holding them. Look at where their bad fixtures are, maybe game week four, for example, and then look in your bench options, so your 4.5 or your four point zero defender and see if that defender or your cheap midfielder has a good fixture in that game week try and understand how you're going to rotate those players in your bench into your starting lineup and back out again when they have a nice fixture so for example if you pick a five million starting defender and you have a 4.5 million defender on your bench if that five million defender has a really bad fixture in game weeks four and game week seven if you're looking at your 4.5 defender and let's say botman who's probably the best 4.5 defender but he has a really bad fixture in game week four and seven so you can't play him when your starting defender also has a bad game week. But another defender who's maybe not quite as good like Max Kilman or maybe Rico Henry actually has two really nice fixtures, for example, at home to Sheffield United, at home to Luton Town, Nottingham Forest, those sorts of matches in those two game weeks. You're much better off picking the second option, even though on paper they're not as good an FPL asset because of how it rotates into your starting 11. And this can be really key. You might not think you're going to play that bench option very much, but if you get an extra two points here, an extra two points there, come the end of the season, that could be quite an amount of rank that you are looking to gain or lose if you pick the right rotating defender that you have. Now, this also plays into when you're picking your maybe eighth attacker, your sort of fifth midfielder or your last forward, or if you're rotating goalkeepers as well. Don't just pick, if you are going to play with two goalkeepers, don't just pick the two best goalkeepers that you can afford. Pick ones that rotate nicely so you always have one with a good fixture and preferably one with a bad fixture because you too do never want two goalkeepers with good fixtures every week because you'll end up picking the wrong one and we know how many times we've all done that so look at the rotations between your starting players your players on your bench your players on your bench are not just to sit on your bench every week particularly those first sub maybe second sub they will need to come in more often than you think number four is forget who you support now this is probably one more for if you're watching this i'm hoping you're quite an engaged manager and there might be some of you out there who may be less engaged in fpl and just play for a little bit of fun with your mates and forgetting who you support 
is such a key thing to do when you're planning your FPL team and picking your FPL team for game week one. As a Chelsea fan last season, I luckily did quite well at forgetting who I supported for the majority of the season because we were awful. None of the Chelsea assets did really well. I owned Reese James a couple of times last season and he didn't do anything. But just because they are good in your mind, they are good players, doesn't necessarily mean they are good FPL assets. So sort of failing to pick FPL assets from rival teams, for example, as well. A lot of people will fall early on because they'll pick three players from their team, not necessarily the best FPL assets, but also tripling up on any team is not always the best way to go. Pick players who are good FPL assets, not due to the emotional ties you have with them. This is quite an obvious one, but there's a lot of people that will go on bandwagons based off their club's new signing. Chelsea fans did it with Werner. We did it with Havertz. Chelsea fans will probably end up doing it with Nkunku this season as well. He's not in my latest draft, but he might go there. But try and put FPL aside from your Premier League and your club loyalties. And number five, value versus explosivity. And this comes back to a little bit about sort of building a balanced squad. You can get the explosive assets in the likes of Haaland and Salah, but picking value assets is actually probably how you're going to end up winning FPL, picking the right value assets. Everyone will own the explosive assets in the likes of Salah, in the likes of Kane, in the likes of Haaland. These are easy ones to pick. Finding the good value options, maybe your Embuemos, your Matomas from last season, your Martinelli's from last season, Trippier being underpriced, getting on those players early, the Arsenal defenders, Ben White, for example. Getting on those guys at the right time is going to have a much bigger impact on your rank than captaining Haaland every week because everyone will have Haaland and everyone will end up captaining him and it won't have too much of an impact on your rank at the end of the season. So yes, having high explosive assets in your team is great, but do pay attention to the value cheap options you're going to have because because they're cheaper you don't really want to be moving them around too much in your squad so if you pick the right ones early like myself those of you who went trippier in game week one last season great pick however those of us who went pedro neto in game week one last season bad pick right trying to find those value picks there are a lot of them this season but doing that early on and getting on them before other people is probably how you'll get the best rank compared to if you pick the right premium because very easy for people to switch among premiums and most of us will own a couple of them anyway Fixtures are very important when you're picking value assets. So fixtures for Haaland, Salah are less important, but picking your cheap options, fixtures become much more important because they aren't necessarily going to perform in the harder games against your Manchester Cities, against your Manchester United, your Arsenal, your Newcastle, your Liverpools, your, for, for example. I've left Spurs and Chelsea out of that one because of the way we performed at times last season. But do look at the fixtures, particularly when you're picking your value assets because you don't want to be selling them as well, right? So you want to be keeping those good value assets in your squad for a while. And particularly value can come from players who underperformed last season. So people will be looking at the likes of Mudrik, Sterling, some of those Chelsea assets, some of those Spurs defenders, Perisic coming in at 5 million. The players that we thought would do well last year that have dropped in price this year could be really nice assets. Another one that could do well is Hyung Min Son coming in at 9 million at Tottenham. So my top five pieces of advice for picking your game week one team. We're going to be doing a video next week of rating your draft. So look out for that tweet on Twitter. Look out for that message on YouTube when I post it to get your screenshots of your drafts. Enjoy your tinkering. Have a lovely weekend. Don't spend too much of it inside looking at your drafts. We've got plenty of time between now and game week one. And I've got plenty of videos to help you along the way like this one. Looking at drafts, looking at pieces of advice, things to do, things not to do, best players to buy, everything like that. So if you are excited for the new season, you've enjoyed this video, excited for what to come, smash that like button, subscribe to the channel if you are new around here as well, and I'll be back again very soon. 
Sports Social Podcast Network.